Welcome to the Get Fit AF with Angie Fraser podcast, a fitness channel with a difference. We aim to challenge traditional views on fitness and what it means to be fit AF. We cover real questions from real people, including my clients and friends, chat with inspiring and passionate people, and maybe the odd rant along the way. Join us to get fit AF without the bullshit. Hello. The weather's starting to cool off, it's getting darker earlier, and most of us want to scurry home after work and get straight into our trackies and not stay out getting sweaty at the gym. But here's the thing, you're going to need more work than you think to be toned AF by spring, and it's better to split that amount of work sensibly and consistently over the coming months than to leave it to the last minute and try to cram it into a few weeks. It just won't work. See, for building muscle, which is the toned look, we know that the body requires a certain number of reps per muscle group per week consistently, plus adequate recovery between these sessions. This is actually when your muscles grow. I know you've heard it all before about putting in the work over winter, but if this is your goal to get leaner and firmer, there's three key areas to focus on over the coming months. Number one, training with weights and gradually increasing the amount of work in the form of weight lifted plus reps and sets over a period of weeks and months, years even. Number two, a little bit of fat loss, which requires a calorie deficit, preferably via slightly reducing food intake and increasing daily movement. This is not planned exercise. I have quite a few previous podcast steps on this. Number three, patience, practice and progress, not perfection. You do not need to be perfect to improve your body composition over winter. That means losing a bit of body fat and building a bit of muscle. So keeping track of the first two habits in written form will give you the feedback that you need to make progress. Today, I just want to talk about how much training you'll need to do over winter to be toned AF by spring. If you're like me and a lot of the women that I work with, you probably have heaps on your plate. So you really can't afford to throw loads of time at this goal. The best part about strength training is that you can quantify and track your workload in weights, sets and reps and adjust it up or down according to how you're progressing and recovering. So it can be individualized and it's way more effective for people who don't want to muck around spending hours doing random exercise. For example, I can review a week of training, compare it to recovery and progress and know whether I need to add or take away work because I'm able to look at the numbers. So this is one of the main differences between training and exercise. Training is a quantifiable process working towards a specific goal. Exercise is done for the benefits you get in that moment only, like a sweat, sore muscles and fatigue. And it's usually the way most people measure a good workout. But the problem with that is that just sweating and feeling sore doesn't necessarily relate to the goal of building muscle. Unfortunately, a lot of group-based fitness relies on chucking heaps of exercise at people and hoping for the best. 
in this scenario, some people do get results, but a lot of people fail. This is why you simply can't compare results from person to person doing the same type of exercise because some people will be destined to respond to certain workouts better than others, in large part due to their genetics and their training history too. So you've probably previously found yourself in a situation where you were doing a fitness challenge, where you did a lot of exercise and probably followed a meal plan and you got results for as long as you could continue to follow that and dedicate the time until other things came up in life. You got injured or just sick of doing it so much. The thing is, you might be able to do this for a while, But if you're a responsible person, eventually you have to adult in other areas of your life. You can't just keep working out for hours. If you don't have loads of time to burn doing random workouts, you need a proper plan. The thing about random workouts like circuit classes and boot camps and home-based dumbbell plans with one set of dumbbells is that to make progress, you literally have to keep doing more, which ends up taking more time. So this is what we're trying to avoid. Similarly, circuit classes using relatively light weights where the exercises change every session are not really trackable. These types of sessions are also limited by the types of equipment that you use in them. So you'll reach, uh, you'll max out what small equipment you can pick up and hold on to to squat or lunge, press, etc. This is why we prefer barbell training or even machine-based workouts as the exercises can be loaded incrementally without having to do more and more reps. You simply increase the load when ready, spending more or less the same amount of time training. Sound simple? Not exactly. It's definitely a learning process, but so worthwhile if you want to know how to train for life and not just follow fitness trends. A lot of people pay for a gym membership, which gives them all hours access to a big room full of shiny equipment, which they then wander around aimlessly trying different exercises they saw on TikTok or Instagram or just using whatever equipment is available if it's busy. But here's what happens if you keep changing exercises or stick to the same weight, sets and reps week in, week out. Nothing. The key thing missing from workouts posted on your feed is the progression. Your body is made to get stronger each time you present it with a bit of stress, such as lifting a weight. Therefore, you need to gradually increase the stress and recover from it over time to build more muscle. It's not as simple as just adding more weight or as much weight as possible each time you work out need to also look at the amount of training you're doing session to session, week to week in sets and reps. Okay, so how many do I do? Well, we think in the range of 40 to 70 reps per muscle group per session and 80 to 200 reps per muscle group per week. Thing is, there's a range because there is no one size fits all approach to how much for every person. So, You can give um, two people the maximum reps and sets um, per muscle group per week. One person might recover or in a session. One person might be fine the next day or the next couple of days and the other person might take longer to be able to recover. And if they keep trying to do the same amount as person A, 
their performance is going to decrease. So they're not going to get as much out of their training sessions anyway. This is why chucking the same weights, sets and reps at a group of people fails for some people. If you have a group of 30 people, that amount won't be enough for some and it'll be way too much for others. It's definitely a case for Goldilocks. Do too little and get stuck. Do too much and risk burning out or getting injured. This is why we adapt our training plans to the person to make sure that beginner to advanced clients are getting the right amount of work for them. We do the maths for you and help you through your sessions. We ask you questions on how your training is going and how you're feeling, your likes and dislikes through the process. We can get enough work across two to four strength sessions weekly for beginner to advanced clients. We set up your session plan for you before your booking so you can come in, follow it along with support from one of our coaches and you don't have to worry about it being overcrowded because bookings and member numbers are capped. All you need to do is turn up. What about cardio? Of course, it has a place in your training plan, but probably not as much as you think. Prioritize progressing your lifts and do just enough cardio to challenge you but not so much that it interferes with your strength sessions. Think you'll get there faster by doing more cardio? Wrong. Do too much extra cardio and you may experience fatigue, affecting your lifting performance. Worst case scenario, you may actually break down your lean muscle tissue, which is the opposite of what we're trying to do. This is why we include small amounts of resisted cardio at the ends of our sessions or on days between strength training because the equipment that we use still promotes muscle growth, but it's non-impact and air resisted so it doesn't break down your muscles. So where to start even if you're not currently training with us? My recommendation is to pick a training schedule such as what days you're going to train days and times ideally, and create two to three session plans of three to four main lifts with two to three accessory exercises, so smaller muscle groups, and optional five to 15 minutes of cardio if time permits at the end of the session. Stick to your chosen schedule and exercises for at least six to eight weeks, progressing them over that period. Track your progress, review, and repeat the process with your next plan. If you have successfully added weights to your main lifts over that time, you've gained muscle, as you can't get stronger without developing muscle. So you don't actually need any sort of fancy measuring tools. Most of them are inaccurate anyway. If you've ticked the training box, but you're not yet happy with how your body is looking, for the love of God, don't overdo the cardio and don't keep changing up your plan. Keep up the consistent training and start tracking your nutrition habits and other things such as daily steps, sleep, stress levels, and water intake, to name a few things that impact your fat loss. If you'd like help with any of this, check out some of my downloadable guides at www.fitaf.com.au forward slash shop or email coach at fitaf.com.au to learn more about our group-based and one-to-one coaching options in person and online. Talk to you soon. 